Hello, hi, this is Miriam Fofana, and you are listening to the Motivational Miriam Talks podcast. Welcome. I'm happy to be back today again for another episode. And today I have a guest. Uh, I'm so excited to, you know, be with my friend today. Um, but before we even begin, let's just say something. I'm so tired. I'm very, very tired. I haven't slept for the last few days because I'm moving. Um, but I really wanted to do this uh, episode with my friend because I think she's just so awesome and I, she needed to be on the on the podcast. So without further ado, uh, I have with you Benny. Hi everyone. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really happy to have you. Finally, you made time. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, because I know, like, you lately you've been so busy, so I'm really happy that you mm-hmm. made time to come. And so, basically, today I wanted you to come here to talk more with you about your journey in the U.S. Uh, you know, basically how you were able to be where you are today. You know, and that means like a work-wise, um, even like uh, your, your school, basically everything. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's so much that my um, listeners can learn from you. So how about we start by basically say a few things about where you're from, who you are, mm-hmm. I mean anything, you know. Okay. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. So I'm Congolese. I'm from the Democratic Republic of Congo, born and raised. Um, I moved to the U.S. in 2014 to pursue higher education. So for my bachelor's, I completed a degree in managerial sciences at Georgia State University. And then after that, I decided to go for a graduate degree in data science and analytics. So right now I work for a tech company here in Atlanta as a data scientist. Well, that's so cool because I think I always like uh, love to see my African sisters, you know, mm-hmm. coming to the U.S. and like basically like thriving. I mean, I've known you for a few years now and I, I, I've seen how how hard you work. Mm-hmm. And so I think I want to know, like, uh, what made you want to pursue uh, managerial science for your bachelor's degree? So growing up, I, I always wanted to be a doctor. That was like my thing as a child. Like when my parents would get me Mm -hmm. toys, I wanted the doctor said and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Until I actually went to an hospital and realized that I would hate it Mm because I hated hospitals. So um, thinking about why I wanted to become a doctor, the goal for me was always to have my own hospital Mm. and to manage people and when I, I spent some time to think about that, I realized that I really just had a love for management and, you know, mm. guiding people, bringing solutions, just being useful. So I thought managerial sciences would be the best fit for me mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And I also have to say that my options were limited because I knew I was going to go to Georgia State University. I had a background of math and physics. And I wanted something technical and engineering, which the school didn't really offer. So my next best option was business. So mm. that's why I went for managerial science. And I don't regret that. I see. Okay, I see. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's interesting because I always like like wonder why people choose this because mm. I, I feel like as far as being like a, a manager, sometimes you learn that on the job. That's why, yeah. I, I, you know, I was 
I wanted to know what made you uh, choose that field. Well, that's really, uh, that's good to know. Now, let's talk about when you first got here, you know. I know that in Congo, we don't really speak like, you know, English, you know, as a first language. So how was it for you, you know, you know, being able to adjust to the U.S. and everything? Oh, it was definitely an adjustment. Mm -hmm. um, I lived with family when I got here, well, family that I didn't really know back home. Mm -hmm. So um, I needed to adjust to life at home and needed to adjust to a new country. I'm lucky enough to have come with my mother. So she stayed with me for a while and she helped me through the transition. But language-wise, I'm already an introvert. Mm. So I don't think I had a lot of issues with understanding because... Even at home, I used to watch things in English, and so understanding was never really a problem. The main issue for me was speaking, mm -hmm. and my introvert nature <laughs> didn't mm -hmm. allow me to, you know, fully immerse in the community I was in at school and church and stuff. Yeah, so I think I think I did pretty well for someone who did not want to open up at mm -hmm. first. Um, but yeah, just speaking with my cousin at home, like she really helped me um, when I first got here because I was very comfortable with her. So talking with her and uh, with my uncle, my aunt, um, yeah, just the people I was comfortable with was definitely helpful when I first got here. And honestly, I can definitely relate to your struggle to like speak English because mm -hmm. I think we all had that. Because yeah. even when we learn English back home, we basically learn to understand things in writing and also even the, the accent that we learn back home yeah. it's not the same you know, in the u.s people speak pretty fast and you don't always understand that so i think i had the same struggle too but i mean i mean now we're talking look how you talk i feel like you, you I, I know you must be pretty proud of yourself i'm pretty sure you know i'm pretty sure well that's really good to know because i mean i think people can see like how you are you have evolved over over the last few years that you've been in the u.s so yeah really kudos for you to that you. for that um no i want to know how did you choose georgia state you know because i feel like i don't know like back in congo i'm thinking like you have like the the choice to, you yeah. know to multiple universities in in the u.s so how did you choose uh, gsu yeah um i didn't really choose gsu mm. um because my family here my aunt went to gsu mm. so she's the one who recommended gsu to us and when I went to the website, I saw what it was like. It's something that I liked. And since I knew I was going to be moving to Atlanta, I didn't really see any issue with going to Georgia State. And when I finally went there, it was a good experience. I, I actually really liked it. Hmm. That's, I see. That makes sense. Because, you know, I mean, for me, I know, honestly, yeah, I, I had, like, a few choices that, 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 were, that basically were given to me that I, you know. But, yeah, I just that's why I wanted to get a sense of how you chose. Now, I'm thinking, in terms of job uh, prospect, you know, when you finish your undergrad degree, like, how was it for you to get a job? So, when I finished my undergrad, I already knew I did not want to work. Mm. So, I didn't even bother applying for OPT or any of that. I went straight for grad school because I knew... When I started my bachelor's, I knew that after my bachelor's, it was master's. Mm. And yeah, I already applied and all of that because I knew I was going to move from that to the master's. I, I know myself, I know that if I um, ended up in the workforce, it might have been hard for me to go back to mm. school later on. So I just wanted to get it over with and then move to 
Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Because I feel like sometimes some people might think, oh, so like, okay, do I work after my undergrad? Or do I like uh, go back to school? Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when it comes to like applying for those jobs, yeah. you know, we have employers who ask for like, you know, mm-hmm. three or five years of experience for like, you know, mm-hmm. for beginning, I don't know, yeah. uh, junior roles. I'm thinking like, how, mm-hmm. do, you, how do you expect me to get this? Exactly. <laughs> well, especially with the bachelor's degree that I had, it's a managerial sciences degree. You need experience to be able to get a job in that. So the mm-hmm. best choice for me was to get something technical. Mm-hmm. You know, that would kind of offset the lack of skills that I had in the managerial area. Got it. Okay, well, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I think one thing I'm seeing for sure, it, it looks like you knew what you wanted to do. So you didn't even waste your time, you know, trying to get a job. And Because I know sometimes people don't really know what they want to do after their bachelor degree. So they like, you know, they waste their time, you know, and in the end, they don't either get, I mean, they don't get any job experience. They also like don't get. I mean, basically like, nothing done. So I think it's really good that you kind of like knew what you wanted to do. Yeah. Now let's dive into uh, your process to uh, going back to school. You know, I, I mean, you know, to get like um, your master's. your master's degree. So how did you uh, choose your degree? Um. I knew I wanted to go for something. You know, first of all, as an international student, <laughs> we have a timeline on mm-hmm. like when we have to get things done. Mm-hmm. So having the stress and the pressure of that timeline, I knew I didn't want to explore a lot of different options. So I wanted to stay at Georgia State because I knew they had like um, opportunities for me to be a teaching assistant, graduate assistant, and, and uh, whatever. So I. I applied to GSU only because okay. I knew I had the best chance of you know getting getting into um, the program that I wanted. Um, and I had a few programs that I was looking at, but the one that interested me the most was data science. Even though I had no coding skills or anything like that, I saw people that did it. So for me, that was encouragement enough to also go for it. Um, I knew I wanted something technical, so it was between that and CIS, um, I knew that data science would probably be the better choice because I would have the qualitative side of things with managerial, managerial sciences, so decision making, and then quantitative. So for me, that was just the, the best choice. I mean, honestly, you know, I would not, you know, I can be mad at you for that. I mean, technically, this is where the money is right now. <laughs> data science is the field right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going in, in, into that yeah. field. I feel like right now, if you don't know what degree you want to pursue, go, go for data science. Exactly. <laughs> You're not gonna be disappointed for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. what the money is. So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's definitely a pretty good um, uh, degree. I mean, and I mean fields because I, you know, we took some courses there, and I, I definitely and also it's a very interesting field as well people, you know you learn a lot and it's pretty cool you know i'm thinking you you had to adjust to like you know you know learning like how to code and everything mm-hmm. how was that process for you it was definitely not easy because well i'm grateful enough that the program was in allowed us to take summer classes before the fall semester for us to catch up on like uh, calculus and linear algebra and uh, python courses so that was very helpful for me because I, I had a chance to discover what it was and you know really make sure that it's something that I want to do. Um, and it ended up being challenging, yes, but not impossible. 
because my biggest motivation was always if someone else can do it so can I so yeah I had a bunch of people in my class in summer who also did not know how to code mm. and I think seeing them going for that also encouraged me to go for it and we went through it together and yeah you know as any other skills that can be learned as well and that's the mindset that I have I see I think that's very encouraging and very motivating because you know seeing your background like you didn't really take any like uh huge math courses in undergrad mm-hmm. yet you managed to you know get all those A's for grad school <laughs> so like that that says a lot about like your work ethic and your uh you know your demeanor and, and overall um no i mean come on <laughs> that's the you know you know that's the truth you know that's the truth so um and i think yeah i think people who are listening to us right now they can see that you know even if they want to go and pursue mm-hmm. a data science career they can do that even they if they don't have you can, know yeah. so yeah you guys this is your uh motivation right there <laughs> so now let's let's talk about like you know in terms of now you know job search and everything mm-hmm. how did you navigate the job search this time yeah so while i was in school um i saw everyone else was very motivated to get a job mm-hmm. um people literally did not sleep they were applying mm-hmm. like, like crazy and i wasn't like that <laughs> mm. uh, i'm not i'm not saying that it's good i'm saying that it's bad but i was not necessarily the um i don't know social butterfly who networks with anyone to get a job um for me i always looked for opportunities to network with companies when they came to mm. to school and that's how i got the current job that i'm at at ncr um the company came to to school for a um it, it's called ncr day at georgia state, georgia state they came um i talked to a a manager i believe and he liked me, he liked mm-hmm. the conversation we had, he connected me to another team, and the rest is history. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into the job that I'm in right now, through school. Wow, I think that's really incredible. I mean, I don't know, I think it's like, is it like God or something, <laughs> you know, this way? Yeah, it's God, because I can honestly, I actually did not want to go to that event that day. Wow. But my friends called me and were like, yeah, uh, you should come to this NCR day. I'm like, yeah, I thought about it, but you know mm. what, maybe not. And last minute, I decided to go because I did not have an offer at that point. Um, I think it was one semester before graduation. Um, so I decided to go, and one month later, I had I had accepted See. an offer. This is awesome. Yeah. I think also this also shows that people who always because you know people sometimes they apply for jobs, mm. they stay home and apply, apply, apply. And that shows that sometimes you have to be outside. Yeah. You have to go meet people. And even yeah. if you don't do a lot of networking out mm-hmm. there, you can still go to like some events here yeah, and there. Just put yourself somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, I knew I wasn't the biggest, you know, extrovert. So I. I was strategic about how I network with people. Mm-hmm. I always went to events. I saw you at a couple of events. I put myself in situations where I had to talk to somebody, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I knew that by myself, I wouldn't be reaching out to people on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I, events were, were it for me and it ended up working out. Yeah, I think as you know, the way you're talking, it does seem like you really, um, you left your comfort zone yeah. to be in a situation where people could actually see you 
and be able to like or learn about you and your background so i think again credible yeah. uh so uh i think we talk about what like you know your your journey uh into tech and everything uh now let's talk about like in terms of your job like what are you actually doing right now so right now i work for the user experience team they have a smaller team called quantitative research mm -hmm. that's the team that i'm on so what we do is research so we look at a few products and how people interact with our websites and our products and we analyze that and come up with reports and yeah I mean, it does. I mean, I'm pretty sure it, it's 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 cool, like, cooler than what the way you are describing it. Maybe because like since we cannot really see like the code and everything. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. We just basically like in two words, it's just user experience. We look at experiences and we try to find ways to make their experiences better, no matter how. So it's up to us to be creative mm -hmm. um, as to what we use, the tools and the codes to, yeah, to make their experience better. I see. Okay. You know, it's funny. I actually like never knew what NCR uh, was doing back to, I don't know, maybe like two years ago or something. I think it's like one day I went to either like the, you know, the, like, I think the, the ATM was, or either, yeah, I think it was the ATM. Then I saw that, you know, the NCR logo on the, like, you know, the ATM machine. Mm -hmm. So like for people like who don't know what, you know, what exactly NCR does, like, what can you say about the, your company currently? Yeah, so NCR is currently moving from a hardware to a software company, so they want to be um, perceived more as a company that um, sells um, software services to other companies, who SaaS, um, compared to um, just a company that makes ATMs and checkout machines, which they also do. So they have three organizations, um, retail, banking, and hospitality. So retail is, you know, the Walmart and stuff like that. And um, hospitality is restaurants and banking is banks. So they make um, checkout machines, uh, point of sale software and hardware. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty sure if you go to Walmart and you check out, you'll see an NCR sign. If you go right. to a restaurant, a restaurant and you go Aloha, that's an NCR product. So yeah, NCR does a lot of things, but um, for those who want a simple definition, they just sell software and hardware to other companies. I see. Well, I mean, it does look like they do a lot. I mean, like yeah. I say, it's a big company, but not many people are aware of yeah. what they do. So I think it's good that you mentioned what they do. Now, I want to ask you, knowing that this job, uh, you know, at least right now, it is your first job out of college, mm -hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that it came with a lot of, you know, challenges. So yeah. what, you know, if you can think back, maybe almost two years ago, you know, what were some of the main uh, difficulties that you encountered when you first started there? Um, so my job, I got it. In the at the beginning of the pandemic, that's when I started working. Um, most of my challenges have to do with, I guess, human interaction mm. and putting myself out there. When it comes to actually doing the work, uh, I haven't really had any challenges per se. Mm -hmm. But it was an adjustment at first, you know, having all the meetings you need to go to, you know, getting things done. And also not necessarily having an outline laid out for you mm. of like how you need to do things and when. I'm lucky enough that I started as an intern, mm. so I had all the guidance that I need for, I needed from my boss 
who who was very and still is very awesome. <laughs> He's always there when you need him. So I'm very lucky to have had the boss that I had when I first joined because he was very patient and guided me through everything that I wanted to do. And if I didn't want to do something, which really never happened, but he always gave me the option to say no. Uh, if this is not what you want to do, you don't have to do it. And I'm really grateful for having that experience. Um, so nothing was very challenging to the point where it was stressing me out. At first, I think it was just a learning experience. And I love learning, so mm -hmm. it's all positive. I see. I think honestly, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about like uh, tests and trials. You know, I feel like, uh, I mean, f you know, for like a first job, for any first thing, you, you know, you, you, I mean, you make some mistakes, you learn from yeah. them. Basically, you know, you learn as you go. So I think that's what you're saying. You basically, mm -hmm. since you had this uh, thirst for knowledge, you always trying to learn. So it wasn't that, you know, definitely you had to learn a few things, but over time you got adjusted to, to you know to the culture there and, uh, and and the work and everything so um yeah it does seem like you're doing pretty good i mean at least mm -hmm. i would say that <laughs> so and also it does look like to me that your manager not only is a great boss but is, is also a great mentor too and i think not many people are lucky to have uh, yeah. a boss that cares you know so i think this is really good you're really in in some good ends right now mm -hmm. so I think I asked you quite a lot of questions. I don't know if I, I don't have a lot more to ask you, but I want to ask you, you know, if you were to give any advice to your younger self, you know, or any people who, you know, they're like young people, like young girls that who aspire to be in tech or who aspire to just, you know, do great things in, in, in life, you know, what would you say? I guess I would tell them that something being difficult shouldn't be a reason for you not to do it or mm -hmm. to prevent yourself from going for it because a lot of things in life are difficult but that doesn't mean it's impossible so um, I would al always encourage my younger self if I could to not block herself from mm. going for things um, and I'm glad that she didn't because <laughs> we ended up where we are but yeah it was scary definitely scary but also looking up to um, other people who are doing what you want to do or maybe you know getting in touch with someone that you admire you know you see a data scientist you're like, I want to be a data scientist well, let me talk to that data scientist and see mm. um, how it's like to actually be what I want to be um, yeah and get in touch with a few people like that do your research don't go into things blindly because it looks good or it sounds good that's also something that I would tell myself. I, I made sure that I actually knew what data science was before I went into it. People told me, it's actually hard. Are you sure? I'm like, yes, I'm sure. I did my research. I know it's something that I want. Because if you get into it and it's too hard, you're more likely to give up if it's something that you don't like. You know, But if you actually like it and you know what you want to get out of it, then that's going to be enough motivation for you to actually push through and complete yeah so i guess that just don't sell your yourself short don't um block yourself from you know going for um opportunities and yeah hmm. yeah i think this is this uh you know some really really good advice i think even you know me i can still use some of them 
I mean, like you said, you know, definitely we have to go out of, out of our comfort zone, you know, and also basically trust ourselves, yeah. you know, because sometimes people would project the, the the insecurities on you, mm-hmm. and so definitely, you, if you know that you can do something, just go after, you know, mm-hmm. go after it, and then just do it. Um, honestly, I was very enriched by our conversation. I think, you know, we talk about different things that, you know, not only I learned from that, but I also think that people can learn from that as well. I I want to thank you again for making the time to come today. Thanks for me. If you like this episode, please feel free to rate it on any on the platform. Uh, also, if you think that this might help anybody out there, feel free to share it with anyone that you know. And oh, I forgot. I'm gonna also put uh, Benny's details in the um, description somewhere there, and there will be a link. I mean, the link to her LinkedIn or something mm-hmm. like that. So if you guys have any more questions, I'm pretty sure she can, you know, answer some of yeah, them. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll be happy to. And if you're interested in data science and want to know more about what um, the day to day is like, feel free to reach out. I'll be happy to talk to you about it. Yeah, so yeah, you guys, you should definitely reach out. She's pretty nice and pretty smart as well. She'll she'll help you out. So yeah, I think this is a yeah, this is the end of this episode. And thank you so much for listening to us. I hope you learn as much as I did, and I hope to see you next time. Until next time, take care of you and stay motivated. Bye, bye, guys.